You're listening to Pleasure Principles, an art and self-discovery podcast. I'm your host, Toby Ewing, aka Beauty as a Metaphor. Pleasure Principles is an experimental, artist-led podcast and storytelling platform and community discussing art-making, self-care, and self-discovery practices from world-building, visionary artists like us. I'm so excited, as always. Um, I'm excited with every person that I've got to speak with, but I'm super excited because tonight um, I'm in conversation with one of my best friends, Dana Nicole Graham, who is an amazing, amazing artist, director, theater, creative, creative entrepreneur, Midwest creative, um, down ass bitch, just all of it, honestly. Hey. <laughs> A lot of- <laughs> A lot of beautiful, great, amazing um, things. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited also because this is an evening podcast. So I'm excited for the nightcap vibes. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening, go ahead and grab some wine, grab a little drink, put some music on. Uh, not too loud over us though, you know, but <laughs> have something. yeah, set the vibe. This is going to be a really awesome conversation. Um, and I'm excited to discuss as two creatives, as two friends, as two millennials, as two black women, like, um, all the things, all the things and just seeing where we are. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and read Dana's bio and then we're going to get into conversation. All right. Um, Dana Graham is an is a multidisciplinary storyteller and social curator from and currently based in Dayton, Ohio. She attended Stiver School for the Arts and received her Bachelor's of Arts degree in theater studies with a concentration in directing from Wright State University in 2015. Upon graduation, she completed a season-long artistic administration fellowship at the Kitchen Theater Company in Ithaca, New York, under the direction of Rachel Lampert and Stephen Nunley. After completion of her fellowship at KTC, Dana returned back to her hometown and in 2018 founded Scripted in Black. Nina Simone, one of her dearest inspirations, describes the duty of an artist in this way. How can you be an artist and not reflect the times? That to me is the definition of an artist. This quote has heavily shaped her evolution as a creative, the birth of Scripted in Black, means meant that Dana can outlive, sorry, can live out her wildest unconventional dreams in creating powerful spaces that truly illuminate the stories of underrepresented groups, lifestyles, ideals, and traditions of black and brown culture. She believes that intertwining the intertwining of different art forms allows scripted and black to bring important layers to narratives that reflect how vibrant and multidimensional black and brown culture perspective and experiences are. These human processes move us to create work that challenges that challenges sorry our reimagination of how art reflects life and what a true holistic arts home for black and brown communities look like. OMG, so excited. Yay. No, without further ado, Dana Nicole Graham, clap it up. Yay. I'm super excited, super excited for this conversation. So thank you so much, Toby, for having me on Pleasure Principles. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm like so thrilled. Um, you've been on my mind since the first season, obviously, <laughs> but I'm super excited to have you in this season of the second season, because um, I love that it's a podcast. Like I was sharing that with like, that is so cool. I wasn't ever considering that. Um, And here we are. So how are you feeling this evening? I know we chatted a bit before getting on, but if you just want to share, how are you feeling? As one of my favorite podcasts, Hood and Holistic says, mind, body, and spirit. (laughs) Yes, yes. No, seriously, that is a... um, it should be right an open-ended question when when you think about when someone says like how are you feeling but 
um, you know, right now, um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling, um, that I'm getting my balance and rhythm and flow, um, back into, you know, alignment. Um, and that's taken, um, a lot of time and it looks different every day and every week. Right. So, you know, as today is Friday junior, you know, almost to the end of the work week, I am feeling, I'm feeling good and, and ready to power through. So, yeah. I love Friday junior. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question that we always start the conversation out with, um, with the first season and this season. And it always just like sparks the conversation and gets us on like a really awesome path to know more about you and your work and um, a little bit of like who you were as a younger you um, in a previous time. So the question is, what are your earliest moments of finding yourself in opulence and pleasure and creativity in whatever craft um, or whatever self-care practice that you have and whatever that thing is, when did you recognize that that was home for you? Um, when did whatever that thing that came about that offered you care and excitement and fun and creative energy, um, wow. when did you figure out like, this is not only do I recognize that it brings me this, but this is kind of like where I'm rocking. Like this is, this is home for me. Um, Tell us a story. <laughs> it's so crazy because the story that I have, um, I only share this definitely with um, feeling comfortable, right, and sharing this because this really gave a snapshot of who Dana was back in like, honestly, six years old and up for real, for real. So <laughs> I used to go down into um, my parents' basement. And I used to build a city. Like I used to have my own city in the basement. What? I did and, not know that. Seriously. Yeah. Like oh, my parents, <laughs> they they literally tailored all birthday and Christmas presents around my, cause I like, okay, you know, when you make your Christmas list or whatever, you're like, I want these things. So each year I kind of kept building the city. So like, I got like my Barbie cash register. Then I got, you know, <laughs> a school, a school a chalkboard and desk. And then I got like my own, um, we, we had a family computer downstairs. So I used that for the bank. Like I, I just really sat and imagined, um, I imagined like a world that honestly, I, I wasn't living in. Right. So we're, we live in this world, but there was something different about me creating new worlds and creating worlds that like made more sense to me. Right. Made more sense to how I want to operate, how I choose to be creative, how I choose to enjoy myself in, um, and all of that. And then my dad's, um, he, he, he's a DJ. So his area would be the club. I'm like, I gotta have a turn up. Cause that's me all day. Right. So <laughs> y'all, if y'all haven't been to the ground basement, you missing out. You missing, missing out. out. Missing out. Um, because one thing about Mr. Graham and his music collection, you're going to have a good black time. A good okay? black time. A good black just, time. He's going to Right. He's, he's going to give you the eight track. He's going to give you the album. He's going to give you the cassettes. He's going to give you all of that. So, um, yeah, when I, when my city was complete in my mind, right. I would lock myself down in the basement for hours, like, and just imagine, and I would play different characters, different roles. And then like, as I kept doing it, I'm like, this, this feels right. Like that was my form of like, playing with Barbies or whatever else other kids were doing, you know, right. don't get me wrong. I was an outside kid as well, but I also had my worlds out there too. So right. that's, <laughs> that's, those were like the earl earliest moments of finding myself because a lot of the times I was down there by myself. Like I could get my mom to come down there to be a customer one or, you know, a few times because she was doing clothes downstairs. So that's my way of getting her in. My dad, I would get him in a little bit here and there. And then Shannon, you know, my older sister, she was doing older sister things. So right. she was like, girl, it's <laughs> it cute. Hot, hot girl, teenage summer. Okay? Right, right, right. She was like, it's cute. You know, I'll come down here a couple, you know, 30 minutes. But other than that, I was, I was by myself. And funny thing about it is when friends came over, I never shared that with them because it I felt special to me. It felt like, um, it really felt like the many characters and roles that I created that I was showing different sides of myself and, and really meeting them for the first time in some of these characters. So that, that really is a, a very special and important memory for me as a child, because it really makes sense today. <laughs> <laughs> you said make it make sense. And make it, it make sense. sense. <laughs> make it make I, sense. Make I it make love sense. To, to know that like, 
uh, I love one thing that I love uh, about this this conversation series is the fact that I get to talk with people that I know, mm-hmm. but I get to find out new stuff about yeah. them. And like, like I was mentioning, um, you know, to those listening, like me and Dan have been friends since middle school. Yes. And I love relationships where we can hold space for like the, all the many sides of us, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like self. all of the whole, the whole self. Mm-hmm. Um, and that everything will be shared and come about in due time. I just, I just love how yeah. I feel learning new things about you. Like, yeah. you know, and like- the sister who is strong too, when you think about yeah. it, because when someone thinks they have you all figured out, that, right. leaves, that leaves less room for growth and for change and for a transition. And, you know, me and you talk about this all the time too. Like yes. we've grown with each other and even in the different transitions that we've both had. And I think it's beautiful. Like you said, that we're still learning new things. We're still, you know, excited about, what what the what new you know what new thing or what like growth how are you growing oh my god what are you shedding what did you uncover right 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 all of those things all all of those things so yay (laughs) um um yeah that has me just like super tickled I love hearing that because you know I'm a big fan of imagination so um and it's also just perfectly aligned because um in the description of pleasure principles I have that these are monthly conversations um, with world building visionary creatives like us. Wow. And it's like, we really is out here building, was really no, building our world. Like, was. <laughs> I know it sounds good on paper. It sounds good to listen to, but it's right, also- But in action, it's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. Yes. We're, we outside, for real. Um, <laughs> we inside and outside. <laughs> They we're, we're present in both in both areas and mediums so yes Seriously, I think that's that's so dope so when you were saying that I was like um that just affirmed the the mm-hmm. space that we're in that affirmed the guests that we have that affirmed just my tribe people that I'm aligned yeah. with like really about world building because like you said um you said something about it allowed you to create a world that 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 made better sense for you yeah that accommodated you at six year old, whatever that was that you made that world look like, right? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. the fact that you, one, were creative, you were imaginative, you were mm-hmm. proactive, yeah. um, you were vocal, because it was something like you said, you didn't share with everybody, but you did share with your family and things yeah. like that. Um, which says to me, it was something you really believed in, you know, yeah. it wasn't- I was dedicated, <laughs> you know, you like a dedicated was- mayor. <laughs> yeah. Like I, that, that too. Like I just, every, like, it was like that utopia, right. That you sit and you think like, if I could live in a world like this, mm-hmm. this will feel great to me. And guess what? That's what we're doing today. We are reimagining what, That's you know, the whole entire framework of America, of government, of politics, of, just lifestyle like we're reimagining a lot of those things what sustainability means to us what longevity means as well like we're we're reimagining all of that given the pandemic that we just went through and what are priorities and what aren't and how can we restructure things to flow better right and so like at a very young age I didn't have those words but I knew in my mind yeah this is what this is what I wanted so this this question just really Honestly, it's a great start, right? To just even getting into what sets my heart on fire, like, and my passions on fire. And it really goes back to those early moments of six years old, like Dana running shit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Dana, DRS. And this is the- <laughs> I love that. I need a, I need a DRS shirt. <laughs> I need a DRS shirt. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> I love that that question resonates with you because and, and it did the thing that it that I've noticed this has also been like data and research for me as an artist also connecting with other creatives because literally when I asked this question and how I got like kind of noticed it and got in the habit of asking it was because I noticed people were choosing these moments from their childhood mm. and I say earliest for a reason because I want you to to think early but right. it's always been specifically childhood it's not like 25 or you know maybe because a lot of people that I was talking to have been around that age group so Mm. we haven't had enough time right right. uh, hindsight but um 
but just in general, we know you and I just in conversation, we know how much our childhood as, as humans, as people yeah. us as adults, yeah. um, whether yeah. it's our craft, whether it's our behaviors, whether mm-hmm. it's our triggers, whether it's right. our desires in life, whether right. it's our insecurities, whatever. Um, it has a big part to do with that. And for sure. That foreshadowing that- is crazy. It really is crazy. Like <laughs> it really how is. When, you, when you're connected to doing self-work, you know, and now that I've unlocked a lot of what that feels and looks like for me now in this new space, mm-hmm. the connections that I'm making from like inner child Dana or to also past child Dana, it's insane mm-hmm. to know that like, if you pay attention, you were built for what you're doing now. And I never really realized that. So that helps me to build the confidence now when I'm doubtful. Yes. Now yes. when I'm fearful, now when I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't think I was built for it. And I go back to six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old Dana. Like, but you was just making worlds in the basement though. <laughs> but she was, Dana, I swear to God, I have those same exact moments. And it's so yeah. wild just in the ways that our, our younger self carries me present day. Like, yeah. Like I be holding her hand, she be holding my, my hand. <laughs> like here, <laughs> because yeah, like, some days I be having to self soothe her and be like, "Yo, relax, chill. I know you're feeling unsafe. I know you're yeah. feeling this other. Look around you. Pay attention to what's what's real. Yeah, and, and, and move accordingly. And then other days when I'm feeling, you know, I'm calling my head about things. I'm having self doubt. I'm having this, that, or the other. You know, she's holding my hand and saying, like you said, wasn't you just building worlds in the basement? Yeah, like take yourself back to those times. Yeah. And when they were not built on sustaining yourself and trying to build foundation, like this was just fun and pleasure for you. This was just something that allowed you to step away from whatever life looked like for you at the time. Let's go back to that. Like, let's get those foundational values right in the forefront of your mind because this still gives you that same joy that it gave you when you were younger. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's the beauty of it. Like, I love hearing when it, when it does re- resonate with folks and how they think of like childhood stories because mm. like I said, just noticing, we all, we all go back to that childhood thing. Right. Um, and that came up, um, like I've shared, like my artist journey is very much my healing journey. Mm-hmm. And that question came up for me as I was um, doing some prompts and work as developing myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the way that I do that is through my care and healing practices um, a lot of times. And I was noticing like with me approaching painting um, and, and approaching art as like a full-time thing and as, as a forward-facing thing. Right. And just in having those conversations with younger Toby of like, you've been doing this, you've been wanting to do this. It's something you've done in the basement in your room that you didn't share with nobody. Like, right. Right. Uh-huh. it's so funny to hear my mom. She'll be like, with the different things that I share now, she's like, girl, I never saw you doodle. Like, <laughs> what is that? Where'd it come from? <laughs> But yeah. it required work for that to happen, like you said, that unlocking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. I had yeah. to. I had to unlock, and and although on the outer world it's not a big deal, it's like okay, too cool. Toby's paying now, whatever. Right. For me, because of whatever that deep seatedness was for me, it really felt like a rebirth. It was a. It was a dying and a rebirth because mm. there was parts of me I had to. I had to be okay with dying and shedding for yeah. me to be. Like you said, standing present day confident in what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, previous thoughts that said I wasn't enough because this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I gotta let you go. I gotta. <laughs> let you, I gotta <laughs> let you stay right where you where you are. It gotta, doesn't, like you yeah, said, it, gotta, it doesn't serve. It doesn't. It doesn't give. It, it doesn't give. Yeah, it gives nothing, right? And <laughs> it's so crazy that you said like how you had to unlock it and you know all of that and silence the insecurities that you know and continuously doing that like mm-hmm. the correlation that I made with creating um such a world in my basement right with the different everything is going to be in this world I have the insecurity now of feeling like but pe- are people going to get where I'm coming from like are people, <laughs> people going to get it? Yeah, like, like with relaunching scripted and black for instance and rebranding it to the collective and how making scripted and black be the umbrella I wanted that's my world like scripted and black yeah. is my world yeah, and so you know when I was just kind of saying things out loud 
early on in 2019, probably uh, yeah, to end in the 2019 when I was just like, I need to restart. I need to take a, a, a break. I got very insecure because I'm like, man, only I know what's up here. And will it make sense? Are people going to understand that this, what kind of collective this is, what the platform, you know, what the space is. And so I took myself right back to the basement. Like, but it made sense to you. You know, it made sense to your my family. It made sense that for them to see like, okay, neighborhood grocery store, this and this, you know, all of that went together. And so like, man, I have to pull, I have to pull a lot from those years to um, get me back grounded in, in that boldness and confidence because yeah. in traditional settings, well, my education and all of that, yep. that wasn't agreed. That wasn't, that didn't make sense there. You know what I'm saying? Like running exactly. that in curriculum and all of that people, you know, they, I won't say they looked at me weird on kind of where I wanted to go, but they're like, ah, uh, so it's not acting. It's not musical theater. It's not producing or directing. Uh, yeah. It's not the, it, it didn't fit in those same kind of boxes. So like, yeah, you do have to check in with the, your younger self because that's the innocence about you that has to stay as you're, you know, yes. accomplishing that dream. And sometimes that traditional education and training and all of that, you got to skip that part and go directly back there because all of that's going to tell you, no, that's society. That's not what society, it's more societal correlation than it is personal satisfaction right so so yeah no I like I'm just like thinking because it is it's just so true that childhood self I think even now with me like the work I'm doing with textiles has been so pleasing to my soul because outside of dance like it was dance first but right after that my like other creative love was was fashion and textiles and this was before I even learned how to sew or anything but I remember you know I, I stayed cutting up something gluing like, something to something the, ear, the earrings I remember that for sure earrings. yeah <laughs> it's like just I've always I loved fiber and just the flexibility of it the um just the the I don't know it was a lot of different things I'll, I'll go into another time but hmm. just a lot of different things about it that I liked um like you said, not about sustaining yourself, just noticing that you like it. Like, you like, I like it. yeah, I like fabric. I like cutting it up. I like wearing it. I like mm-hmm. tying it like this. I like putting it like this. You can, you can right. put it in kind of shape. You can paint on it. You can, right. it just awesome. felt like so much fun, <laughs> right? Like there's so much I can do with this. Um, and like you said, not having traditional background mm-hmm. and then how to, well, then getting older, how does that love well? How does it, yeah. Um, so just being in this space is is really important. Um, and I want to, because something you said made me uh, think about one of the other questions I wanted to bring up. Because mm-hmm. we can talk about childhood and all Part that. All day. Day. One thing I <laughs> before that, though, about the importance of doing that for those listening, for those watching, of, of linking back, link up with your childhood self, because like we have been talking about, there's this remembrance of identity when you do that. Mm-hmm. And that's been super important. Um, like maybe two months ago, one month ago, um, there's this person that I follow on Instagram or that I saw their page. I don't know if I follow them, but mm-hmm. uh, her name is Jazz the Moon Mother or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she, I was watching one of her lives and she described healing as a form of remembrance. And when I, when, when she said that, I was like, <laughs> yeah yeah actually like yeah. when you have those moments when when spirit guides you in those moments when the universe guides you in those moments to be reminded of who you are like mm-hmm. what you were doing mm-hmm. what you've been doing what you've been right. what you've uh found joy in what you've been able to sharpen your skill in and all that when when you do that that is healing comes about comes about. yeah what i'm saying comes about because you have to if you're noticing there's a gap then there's work to be done mm-hmm. to have those those selves meet each other again. For sure, um, for sure. And I love that. I love that um that quoted moment from her from her from her life, and I have to check her out too. Right. Yeah, ch- check her out. She does um what's it called life design or something like that. Okay. Um, I think it's called that. Some it's I'll, I'll send it to you, but it was really dope. Um, 
And I think particularly as artists, it's important that we, we do that care work mm -hmm. and that remembrance work, that healing work, because we are artists, we're people who express, we're people who, yeah. who have worlds. Yeah. And then we have to filter that out to this world. And so it's, it, it's been important in my practice to do that for me. It might not be important for every artist, but it has been important for me. For sure. um, and the ways that it has stretched my work. <clears throat> Something you thought you spoke about was sharing this world of yours with mm -hmm. others and being concerned that are they going to get it mm -hmm. um and it's so funny because earlier today I was just I'm all you know we always be talking to ourselves in our head and just reflecting <laughs> stuff but I'm talking to myself in my head clean up whatever and something I forgot it was like something that I saw and, mm -hmm. and something clicked to me and I in in admiration of that person or whatever that thing I saw and I was like I'm too worried about people understanding it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, because I'm so much of a person that's like direct communication, let's be clear, let's like share, let's da-da-da. And like I love that that side of myself. And and I think it's important right. and it has its benefits for sure to to be able to express and to hold space for other people to express. Right. Um something that I had to balance was like, it does, that also does not mean that everyone has to get it or yeah. that the root needs to be that, oh that you, the root of me doing that is for you to understand me or for you to get yes. it. Sometimes yes. what happened. And then I also have to build the muscle of being able to move forward yeah. with the thing that I'm doing, even if someone doesn't understand it, obviously these are not things that are bringing harm to other people, but I'm talking about just shit that we want to do. Right. Like, right. all right. <laughs> and, and connecting with the people who do get it and really making yeah. it pop when you, you can connect with that person um yeah and I feel that and that, and that goes into one of the questions I wanted to ask about um experiences fears benefits as a midwest creative because I know that's that's mm -hmm. something I, I, and I'm wondering if, if it's the same for you but mm -hmm. sometimes that's something I definitely wonder as a visionary minded yeah. big thinker yeah, from the Midwest, born and raised in uh, in the Midwest, in Dayton, Ohio. Stand up, Matthew Seven. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, and and I'm I am curious to hear what you think because as as another young black girl in the right. Midwest, in a small city with big dreams, yeah. and and then having experiences outside of that city, going off to do tons of other things, right. and and sometimes being in like in bigger cities where. The, th the ideas that you have have been explored and experimented so people kind of get yeah. where you're coming from like oh okay yeah, yeah. I totally get that my friend did a thing like this or I thought right. about that too I've been considering that too right and then but wanting to bring that to closer to home whether that's literally the same city or the same state right. or the same region and being nervous that are people going to get it how yeah my, my friends in new york and atlanta and in and LA, but like i want to bring that to my city like, what yeah. are, have been your experiences with that so um, it's been it's been many experiences and a few fears um or my, one main one but i would say like my experience right now um it, it is a, challenging a little bit because like you said this what I'm doing with scripted in black is has not been done before in Dayton. And it is a little bit slower, you know what I'm saying, to catch on um yeah. to the the creative community here. And though we yeah. are very small and underground still, um it's a thing where, you know, I'm at the point of building more of an intentional awareness and audience right with my family at home but then also understanding that this has to grow bigger like and so yeah. you know that that's, and that's also. One of the things. yeah like okay like yes like I had I had that realization last year like you know my hometown and I'm never going to stop producing for my hometown. Like that's always going to be a hub as I move to create other host cities for scripted and black to live in. But I can't wait on that validation from home to continue to keep growing and expanding. So that was the first kind of like the bigger experience. One of the, like, well, I'll say not one, but the only fear that I had, um, 
resurface a little bit is the fact that people don't understand that the Midwest has birthed a lot of great shit. And we are very seldom, seldomly getting the credit, the just do credit, right? Of birthing funk eras, of birthing, everybody want to say aviation all day. That's great, amazing, right? But let's talk about the poetry. Let's talk about the writing. Let's talk about like, honestly, stand up for my city. Dayton has birthed a lot of innovation, of creativity. Yeah, yes. and I, I sometimes don't want to be that unsung hero. Like I don't, that's not what I want to do. So the goal for scripted and black that I'm trying to create is to put on like, at, like as it being a platform for creatives to create feel good experiences, right. That are very much so social, artistic, creative, however you choose to indulge in it. Yeah. I'm putting on us first, like, because at the end of the day, I just feel like we, we are, we are very much so a unique group yeah. of people and I, I want to be celebrated as such and not grazed over or, you know, you have to make it extreme to the top, top for people to put, to understand and recognize. So that has been like um, a fear that, you know, I don't want to give into. And I also sometimes feel like people use that as a, like where you're from, especially in the Midwest, they use that as the limit. Like you can only be I'm only from here, like yeah, like you can only be good in that region or in that city or state or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not subscribing to that because if somebody from LA can cross over to New York and down south, I can do the same thing. Yeah, I can do that. So that's been my experience. Yes, I feel you, and I'm affirmed by you, and I'm also just I'm excited for us to be in the same city again. And because I have the same the same perspectives or um thoughts like definitely putting on for my city first and also the world yeah God yeah. told me I have it I can have it all yeah, you know I was gonna say, like, that, that was already promised to me limit. I'm yeah. gonna limit yeah I'm not gonna limit um what I think I need to be to be palatable to certain people right and it's it's very up and down to with with the approach of it I think that's kind of where I'm at now of figuring that out and trying to find that rhythm and flow is like what is the approach that I need to have and um with the offerings that you know we're doing this year for scripted and black to be able to have both of them so exactly um because that definitely is I will say I'm sure that for those of y'all who are listening like um whether you are an artist you're a curator you're creative how are you going about it but when you do have ideas and you want to execute in a certain way, mm-hmm. but say in this, in this situation, cause that has been my thing. Okay. I want to do this idea, but this is the area that I'm in. This yeah. is who, you know, who, who I'm around mm-hmm. and, and some people are getting it, but some people are not. So, yeah. you know, in some cases you have to find that balance. Like you said, that flow, right. in some cases you do have to be like, I'm doing this event or this thing exactly how I yeah. see it. And yeah. Whoever, like I said, whoever, like you're saying, whoever gets on, gets on. Whoever doesn't, yeah. doesn't. And I can chalk that up if if less people than I would like and I would desire to come. And because you, you have just have to start. You, you can't start and wait to figure out everybody's social interest or every, a group with the group <laughs> right. target. Like you can't sit and wait for that. Honestly, sometimes what I've learned about just consumer activity is people don't know what they need until you give it to them. They don't Say know that. that they need certain spaces or certain events yes. or, you know, certain, yes. um, environments, right? Like they don't know what that looks and feels like until it's being, it's been created for them. And another until thing is materialized. And that's right, and like, like that's your your skill as a creator is to materialize to materialize that experience. Yeah. 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 And it, it was something that you said too, just about um like the like people listening, like not knowing which way to go. Like one thing I had to tell myself is just intentionality means everything for me. And if that that also bleeds into how I try to build audience, like I'm not super algorithm based. I'm not Right. figuring out every single hashtag you know like I'm not I'm real I'm real world based <laughs> yeah yeah like I'm, I'm trying to you know build that one step at a time and it's like I understand that the rush and the urgency is there don't get me wrong but I also want to say like it's so important to just build one block at a time or one person at a time like you know continue to see like what 
drives them because you are once you have that audience flowing in you'll get the feedback you'll get the research that you need you just have to remain present and I think sometimes people don't look at the quality of their audience except and they look at the quantity like if my numbers ain't hitting up to this then it ain't important but it's like research your people that are supporting you quality over quantity for me yeah same here like (laughs) I can't I mean, and to be honest, the money is going to always come because it's always money there. Always come because it's. Oh wait, Dad, I need you to say that again. Money is going to always come because it's always there. So you can't continue to keep creating events or experiences based off of the dollar. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you ain't got sales goals. That is a thing, right? Like when we talk about entrepreneurship and all of that. But being honest and realistic make about your bread, don't let your bread make you. Okay, and that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, are you going solely into business? for the monetization of it because there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are but i'm Mm -hmm. saying in the realm of creative entrepreneurship that can't be it Mm -hmm. that can't be it you then it's the thing too of just like understanding that a lot of these bigger brands or just even brands that we support today that are are black owned and and in our minds big right like the hair care products that i use like all of them like dang that's that's big to me Yes, It did not happen overnight and it didn't happen by focusing on metrics all the time. It focused on people and life and, you know, experiences. So just staying clear on that vision, you just got to stay clear on your vision. Yeah, it's it's not. People don't maybe not understand it. And that's okay because you're bringing something new. I think as visionary people, as Mm -hmm. innovative people, that's why I had to tell, remind myself that I I have to get comfortable with everybody getting it up front because I'm a visionary. I, (laughs) yeah, like that also brings, I think it's for me brings the confidence back, you know, a little bit and the boldness back. Like, of course they're not going to know because I'm a visionary. So I'm, further you know of course they're not like it's, of course, okay. yeah. it's, it's my job right. to and you know? yeah right yeah so it's just, like, i kind of bring that back yeah 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 so it's it's like um a love and a hate situation well i wouldn't say love and a hate but you get what i'm saying like it's very challenging at first but then you also find like the love and just knowing that like you've been gifted to birth something wilder yeah you know to people's imaginations, even your own, which is scary. Even, even your fucking own. Yes. <laughs> even your own. That's that's for real. And that's the beauty of it all. Yes. And that's when you can, that's when you can really, that's when you can get supercharged on by the responsibility of it all. Uh-huh. You're like, now you're not even, you ain't even thinking about nothing else besides the responsibility. Like, okay, I ain't got time for anything else I was thinking about. It's this. It's this. this. This right if five to ten people show up the first couple okay we moving we moving because i already know what's supposed to happen next like this is this is what i was charged yeah. to do so yeah <laughs> and i think it, it reminds me of uh you had to be there and and i'm and i'm and i'm looking forward and i'm okay with having some things where not everybody was on and yes. you had to just be there, you know, like that's what makes you iconic, legendary when yes. it's a word of mouth, when it's a memory in people's head. And it's like, yes. there? dang. And those are the type of reviews that I honestly love. When I first started Scripted in Black, we just started with our installment, um, the Woman of Color Reading Series. Mm-hmm. I got so many questions up until we went dark in 2020 like what is it what you know all of that and it's just it it also made me feel like the community number one a few things the community that I was creating with these women was very exclusive and special so if you you know if you weren't there you didn't understand like what that looked like but then also it made me be proud and grateful for my creativity the fact that I was able to put together an experience like that, that couldn't be explained. Mm-hmm. That kind of made me feel like, dang, like what you got going up in that mind, girl? Like that's, that's good. That's good. So I, I love that you, I love that you said that. Like, so, you know, sometimes it's not that's about, right, right. It's, it's not about <laughs> that, that aspect of having to always explain your work, but just allowing it to be available to receive. So being available to receive, that's for sure. Um, Let's talk about scripting in black some more because yeah. 
it's your baby. It's kind of like it's my it's my little niece nephew or whatever. Oh, right. Because <laughs> you happy baby too. Okay. So. Okay. It's 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 dope. Um, that is so crazy. No, I just have to comment on that really quickly. That is really so crazy that our brands and I won't even share what your what like your transition, but just say what you please. Like, I just remember when we were just talking names, right? We were just talking like, what should this, like, you know, we had this, our email chain, our notorious email chain that I still have. Like, that just- We got a couple of those. Just at work, trying to figure it the F out. Trying to figure it out. Like, that really brings me a lot of joy to see where we're at now with this. So, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. (laughs) Oh, not at all. Um, It brings me a lot of joy, too. It really does. And it's like- that has me so pumped for that moment where because oh I want to speak on something you said about you like I don't want to be the unsung hero and I love you just kind of said that and moved on and I love like I really admire your boldness and your your um clarity on that like you know like I think when when we think about people being humble humble and people being um authentic and sincere and this that and the other it means that I have to be like burning my, uh, yeah. my, you know, burning the midnight oil. Well, I have to be barely making ends meet. I right. have to not, right. not recognize how great I am. Yeah. Um, this and the other. And it's like, no, you can, you can be humble. You can be authentic. You can be um, intentional and still be like, I don't want to be the unsung hero. I want to be the sung hero. I want you to know yeah. my name. I want you to know the things I'm about, what I'm a part of. And I want you to be a part of it too. Um, and I think and it's, I think it's old school like mentality sometimes of like you have to stay down till you come up type of thing and like diminish everything you know that you've been doing. And I just I don't come from that school of thought and thinking yeah. that the more humble this person is, the more accepting they'll be. Once yeah. again, I'm not in the business of being accepted in the way that society want that society tries We're to in that business. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not that's not the goal for me because I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea, you know, or, or my business is not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's fine. But I think it's our generation, especially is birthing this unapologetic, like truly unapologetic, like motivation and, and, and just how we're moving and how we're manifesting things like long, like bye-bye are the days of being quiet, especially as a black woman, number one. Um, To not enter into spaces telling you exactly what I want, (laughs) like, you know, or exactly what I desire or what my dreams are. We've been definitely taught to speak what's spoken to, right? All of those things. Don't give too much away. Don't, don't do too much of this. Like it, all of those kind of standards and rules. You said downplaying our own things like, oh, I haven't, like, also I love how we're being excited about, I've noticed you and I both have been more excited about and being more present about the process of it all, yeah. you know, like not just focusing on the only the bigger picture, but focus on the the bigger thing, the yeah. the drama, the glamour of it all. But also yeah. today and today, and I just need to I, I'm doing this part of the process. You know, And that's the thing. If you stay present in the process, you're already practicing. Live, you're living the life. Exactly. <laughs> you're already practicing the things that people try to make you remember to do. Like mm-hmm. I'm very present in what I'm doing, how I'm feeling. And so that's what makes me transparent. That's what makes me a nice human. That's what makes Crazy. me these things because Crazy. I'm always checking in. But like you said, if you are so much thinking about the glitz and the glamour and what the, the overall arc of what this empire that you're building looks like, yeah, you're going to have a big head. Yeah. You may, you know, do certain things like in that nature. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and a lot of times it's, it's, um, it's it's empty it's, <laughs> the gas is empty <laughs> you know what i'm saying that it's empty the big head is empty because yeah, yeah. Then i feel like and i'm just going to see from personal sometimes you can when you're doing that and only again when you only are focusing on that then you're trying to live up to that so then yeah. you're trying to cut corners you're trying yeah. to put on you're trying to fake the funk yes you are, you're stretching yourself too thin yes it's like Yes. Is is like then now you're getting probably you're getting off focus with your goal because you're trying yeah. to have make people understand it or see it this way, this and the other. Now yes. you're doing this other other iteration of it that not really speaking to you. 
and making moves and decisions that you weren't even supposed to do. That's not what purpose told you. That's not what, you know, like you're you're not listening, right? You're not being obedient because a part of the journey is obedience and discernment and discipline. And if you are very impulsive with a lot of things that, you know, you know, that begins to kind of um, create mirages of where you think you should be. And say mirage. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's, it is a lot of that in entrepreneurship and just being a creative at the same time too. So yeah. Yes. And that's why here at Pleasure Principles and at the Self-Care Cafe, we are all about intentional creatives, intentional artists, and cared for artists for that reason. Um, So we can hold space for our authenticity and we can hold space for the gratitude, the daily gratitude. And we can also hold space to big each other up um, with, 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 uh, something of substance, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so scripted in black is, is like, we're saying <laughs> your baby, my Lord niece, nephew. Um, and you recently had the rebrand and the relaunch of the business of the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell us a little bit about scripted in black. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can just, again, this be conversational, but I guess I'm just curious, like, how are you, I guess, like, how are you feeling since the relaunch and how are you feeling after you've, you've um, already had your first kind of programming, which was like the, the launch the whole week. Well, actually you had a few weeks before that yeah, of yeah. the rebrand and mm-hmm. then you had um, the That's all the day yeah. of, of the series. Yeah. The, the first offering, which was awesome. Have, um, awesome guests for that. And now you are um, preparing for Femdomhood, which is coming up at, at the end of this month. Yes. For those of y'all listening, um, all Midwest, actually, I'm going to say all Midwest, okay. particularly those in Dayton, Cincinnati, Columbus, uh, Cleveland, but really the whole region. Um, and shoot, if you, if you in, uh, I don't know, Arizona and want to make the drive, pull up too. Okay, pull up, pull up. <laughs> yeah, May 29th from 3 to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, in Dayton, Ohio. Check out Scripted in Black on Instagram for the rest of the details for as far as location and to um, RSDP and to book your ticket. Um, so y'all can read about that. But Dana, just talk to us how you're feeling as the founder, um, how this, this rebrand has stretched you. Yeah, um, I'm feeling great about the new direction um it was I felt like it was a long time coming like I said earlier um probably when me and you were just talking um I I was dark the entire year of 2020 and when I tell you that was not the plan but (laughs) God was like I'm gonna show you that it has to be because it's something else happening that I need for you to chill out for um when we make plans got laughs okay that was a huge laugh he's probably still rolling upstairs but um yeah so I number one I was happy that I was obedient number one number one um and that allowed me to like you said earlier do my own care work Mm -hmm. to really figure out this new uh shape of scripted yeah. and black. Yeah. I always had the vision early on that this is going to be very much so very big. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's it's a collective. It is, you know, a space where creatives create together. And I'm not saying in the traditional sense of visual and performing arts creatives, but chefs, bartenders, yeah. fashion designers, like those are all art forms. Yes. And I am wanting people to continue to keep understanding, right? That those are good as that recognize it as that right so I always knew that I wanted scripted and black to be that hub for all um traditional and non-traditional creatives but I knew that I wanted to bring a social aspect back to experiencing creative events yes that I used to have back in the days especially attending stivers and all of that we had a lot of different you must be like the the new therapy cafe or whatever okay listen (laughs) I I really wanted to like bring that back. So kind of soul searching, like what it is that was a value for me um, and and how I felt is what breathed life into this rebrand that we did um, starting in March. And I'm very blessed, very, very blessed to have my team. Shout out to uh, Corey and Ashley, because without them and my advisors, Ebony and Jamika, 
without them, all of these big ideas would have not flowed as easy and just with as much effort and energy and passion that they bring to their craft. Um, so I'm we very of working with community, asking for help, yeah. delegating and trusting others with our vision. Can, yeah. you, can you give us a little word about that and how you had to do tap it, into look, that? Do it. I'm just playing. Um, but no, for real, I think one thing that I tell my team all the time is that I can't be the strongest leader if I don't tell you my weaknesses. Um, and of course you're doing it in, in trustworthy company, right? We're not going around just saying all of these things, but I think the big misconception that is starting to be cleared up is that being a true leader or just a visionary is understanding that you have to get help in your weak spots or else you fail. Mm -hmm. Like being an overachiever and all of that, I understand that a lot. A lot of people, you know, deal with that, that pressure, but you find strength in knowing that you can rely on somebody <laughs> whose actual expertise is what you're missing. Like I literally felt so much freedom. It's a freedom and also giving you more room to shape and build your business and really be that leader to push your business on as everyone else is being, it's like a car. Everything has to work in order for it to move forward. So if you want to be, the person that's like, uh-uh, I'm going to do the tires. I'm going to do the brakes. Uh, you can't do everything. You can't do everything. Yeah. So building community. Come on, pastor. <laughs> you better preach your in this place. Right. You know, they always got to bring an object in and, and bring it on home. <laughs> but yeah, building community is everything for me. Um, and also the fact that they are creatives themselves. I really love that there's such a collaborative spirit in the room. And also, too, with building a team and community, you're able to... Um, have diverse perspective and not feel as though uh, they're being yes man to you or anything like that. You're able to really give a great shot at the ideas that you have. So, yeah. I love that having a, I love how you put that. You, you're able to have a great shot at the idea that you have. Mm -hmm. And you also spoke, it is important on your team to not have yes man. Yeah. That's probably my most annoying thing. Uh, if I have to work somebody that's like, I know I'm loud. I know I'm vocal. Please don't kiss my ass. Cause I can also, I can, I can tell. I can and, and it's not moving the car forward. That's not yeah. going to actually. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell me what you think. And, and it's still going to be considered as, yeah. you know, as the leader, I might choose. Well, I'm still going to move forward in this way, but they exactly. can let me know, but either way, or be like, actually, I wasn't considering that at all. Thank you so much. We need to. And do that's, this. and that's sometimes it is when you're still in, when you're a person, right? Like at, at the end of the day, we have to care for our vessel. And sometimes we don't consider a lot of things, but we never know the other playing field and spectrum that our, our team or other individuals are on to be able to um, bring, especially with what I like to, uh, one of the values of scripted and black is high vibe. And the only way that we get that is by the collaborative um, practice that we do each and every time we uh, approach an, an uh, an installment for scripted in black is everybody bring the highest energy to this and then we can knock things down on what doesn't work right but let's not bring just my idea and we build on mine and then we see it just never worked to begin with let's see what all we can put in a pot and then go from there so yeah that's been a fun process for sure um to to have as scripted in black um was built out and then our relaunch of uh creating a a, a social or a media exhibition of uh, artwork of uh, EP that myself and Dave Scott and the rest of the team produced as well. Like, I felt like I was on my, I don't know, like I was on my Beyonce shit. Like I'm over here just doing Girl, this, doing all of that. And so that felt- I was, I was speaking about that in the shower and I was like, I would need y'all to run that back. Cause I just feel like it just, it needs to spend more time out. Like I know it's still time. out, of course. Yes. Just like, that was a dope, idea like that was such a dope idea and I think y'all executed it well um and for what y'all were looking for and I and so I don't know you know for your next events you know maybe having that playing that on the playlist or something yes, yes. I, need that, I need that to live on some more for yes real. we're going to keep it keep it existing okay. um you know throughout different things this year so we we really got great reception from that and I think right then and there that's what made me be like all right, we back at it. Let's go. That kicked it off. Kicked off, huh? off your relaunch. 
that was one yeah. of the things that kicked off your uh, relaunch yes yeah so that brought that good energy in um and good connection too with just a lot of other um audience members like as because you know with starting just for black and brown women I opened up the collective for all black and brown identities um and so the only installment that is exclusively for black and brown women is femdomhood but every other installment can be enjoyed by any um any identities yes right right. um and I love that I love the idea of having um a larger collective Mm -hmm. um because we need that and I also love the idea of these um infinity groups because we also need that yeah Um, and that's important I'm, I'm super excited for what your new iteration of femdomhood looks like, or not even new, because this is this is its own thing. I want to see it yeah. separate than the reading series because it is. I know mm-hmm. it's it has some the similarities. Reading series, the reading series will still occur underneath femdomhood, okay. but we're gonna do an array of just classes and different workshops, and you know, women's night in, just a lot of other things that I felt I wanted women to also enjoy as well, like. The reading series, everybody really loved, but I'm like, but there's so many other parts of us that I want to bring out and enjoy and celebrate. And so why not, you know, expand our space because we deserve it. So, yeah. Because we deserve. <laughs> um, so, yeah, y'all definitely check out Scripted in Black. Um, they're doing amazing work, as you just hear. These are just, and these are some of the projects that they're working on, but really doing amazing work. Um, in general, but I'm just extra proud as a Dayton native to have um, spaces like this in my city. I think as as a creative who who thinks big, as a person who thinks big, and also is in the Midwest and in a um, a small dope ass but small city. Right. <laughs> um, it feels good to know that like there's other creatives and there's other people like me who are um thirsty for this kind of vibe for this kind of engagement for these kinds of experiences and one of my goals and desires um with living in midwest and also living in Dayton is is feeling one this is something I want for specifically I was thinking about like artists in Dayton Mm -hmm. is like so much the narrative has been if you are creative, if you're a creative in Dayton and like talented, mm-hmm. you got to leave for you to, for you to be able to do well. You oh, have to. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm not going to say that's false or not false because, you know, we've seen, we have, we have seen where like people have left and have popped yeah. um, and some, and people have stayed and have popped too. Mm-hmm. So I think it just all depends on what you're doing, but definitely as creatives and as an, as, as an artist, I know I didn't grow up seeing or knowing of a lot of full-time creatives, artists and my yeah. city who are, who are doing this for a living, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. Not doing it here and there not doing it if somebody asks, but like, not nah, this is what I do. Right. Um, and this is my demographic. This is the, this is the this is the community that I'm working in. Um, so I'm just looking forward in the next few years because I really feel it in my bones that is that it's going to happen. Is that like mm-hmm. there will be birth a new collective generation of mm-hmm. creatives and artists in Dayton that that will now have the option if I want to move, I can right. Elsewhere. I can, right. but I can. I don't have to leave to be successful yeah. and to be financially yeah. uh stable in right. my craft yes. um and i look forward to 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 that i look forward to all my like artist friends um and dating and in the midwest for us to like to build that infrastructure for ourselves right and, um, we're already starting so i, I really love i yeah. love this direction and like you said the energy as well um and, and to birth new generations underneath us. I know as a, as a young person, that would have meant everything for me. And, and you don't want to feel forced out of your city to make it. You to know what I'm saying? It. Yeah. Especially when you got love for your city and you yeah. want to put on for your city. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it is no, like you said, no um, harm in wanting to move. But when you feel like you have you have to, that's when the issue happens. Yeah. And that definitely, I feel like, is, is like... A narrative for some of not everybody for some of the creatives yeah um or creative people in general it's just like um because i'm sure there's other people in other cities but just having that being a creative from a small city and figuring out how to make it work for yourself for sure um, this is kind of maybe a quick question mm-hmm. um but i was curious like thinking about your transitions as a creative 
Mm -hmm. um, starting as a as an actor, as an actress mm -hmm. on the stage, live performances. Yes. Then going <laughs> to college, studying directing, mm -hmm. um, and theater all all around. Right. Um, and then now being in this position a few years later, um, as a director of programming, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you know, you went from, I was just thinking about you going from the stage to you directing yeah. to, I still see this as a sense of directing, but it's, it's, the, it's a little it's different off the stage yeah. and it's, and it's, it's in the community uh, more so. Community, yeah. And it's, and it's, yeah. So I'm just like, maybe if there was one thing or, mm -hmm. um, that you could share maybe about like, what has been the biggest, Ooh, this is the question I'll say. What has been the biggest difference between Dana, middle school, high school Dana on stage, acting, uh -huh. knowing everything that you're doing now, mm -hmm. and the and what's the difference between Dana then and Dana now, who's a director of programming and um, creating on a larger and different scale. Um, the biggest difference is. Um, The, okay, so the biggest difference I definitely will say is the confidence. Um, yes. It, it takes a lot. I'm not even going to hold anybody. It takes a lot to perform. It takes a lot to, you know, put 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 your body through, through that. But the thing mm -hmm. about it is I was performing an, another person's work. I was, I was, you know, doing, doing that or being directed by someone else. And so the confidence to call my own shots, to create my own content, to, you know, doing all of those things, that's where my, the boldness and the confidence in my creativity has changed because I always thought that it would just be for performance wise, or I'm doing something else that someone is telling me to do, never me being the other, the other way around. So that's, that's the biggest thing. I love that. Um, and that's real. I love just hearing confidence because, yeah. man, it's a tricky thing. And it feels good when you're in your pocket and you're feeling yeah. confident and you're feeling like, okay, this, these things are making sense for me. Um, I see myself in this. I'm supported in this. Yeah. And when it, when it all flows and falls into place, that's such a beautiful confirmation. It is. Um, yeah in your work and as a person to be like I'm doing it one step at a time mm -hmm. put one foot in front of the other some of that for real some of that okay <laughs> <laughs> some of that for you um we're going to move on into, we're, we're coming towards the end of our conversation. So keep that in mind if there's anything particular in your heart, on your mind that you do want to share, mm -hmm. that you want to cover. But we're coming to the, to the end and coming to one of my favorite parts of the conversation, which is, <laughs> which is new to season two, but is our fire round. Ooh. Hey, y'all. So our fire round actually ended up turning into a part two of this entire conversation, <laughs> go figure. So I'm going to post part two of this conversation, which will be just the fire round at a later date as a surprise and a thank you to our listeners. So if you would like to hear the rest of this conversation, please continue to support us and look out for it. Well, sis, this has been such an amazing conversation. This has been such an amazing evening with you. Yes, um, I've enjoyed myself. I really, I really love this conversation. <laughs> tell the people where they can find you, how you would like to receive support. And um, if you want to share, again, your upcoming events. Yeah. Um, so you can find um, myself at simply underscore D Nicole. That's on all platforms. Um, and then um, my business scripted in black. Um, it is spelled exactly how it sounds um, on um, Facebook and um, Instagram. And you can support us by going to our website, uh, www.scriptedinblack.com. And if you choose to um, want to like get a membership package or any support packages, we have those available on the website. I love you so much, sis. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey. Um, yes, for those thank you for having me on. 
Yes, for those listening, I hope that you have been encouraged today. Um, definitely reach out to Dana, collaborate with Dana, pay yes. Dana, um, and support the work that she is offering and providing for us. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. <laughs> no, seriously, sis, I love you. Um, Thank you for providing spaces like this for us to, you know, really sit and talk about what self-care looks like or just self-care in mind, body, soul, and spirit, right? Like, I feel like I got an entire, like, uh, like checklist. Like, I, I feel like I checked a lot of, like, things off of just expressing and what that feels like as creative. So thank you so much for this platform of Pleasure Principles. And yeah, shout out to everyone who's listening, who's supporting. Tell a friend to tell a friend to support, y'all, like. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to pull up. To pull up. To pull up. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hope you learned something new, felt something more deeply, or was able to see yourself in a new light. Give us a follow on Instagram. You can find us at pleasureprinciples.art. And if you're interested in partnerships or collaborative experiences, please email us at beautyasametaphor at gmail.com. Go ahead and follow us on Spotify. Check out the previous episodes and tell a friend. We really appreciate your support. Talk to you next time. Take care.